We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum! It's the Thanksgiving uh. edition. We do it every year. Nick has pink eyes, so we wouldn't let him over. Someone <laughs> shit in his eye. He's, he's with us via satellite. Gobble, gobble his eyeball. Uh, someone definitely shit on my pillow. Yeah. yeah. You sleep naked, Nick? Uh, just boxers. Just, you got to get rid of those boxers, bro. You also got to get rid of your mattress. Put your shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 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 So Thanksgiving is upon us. Yo, you yeah, know, yeah. As a fat boy, you know how hyped I am. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I think we're all hyped. Like everyone's hyped. Everyone's a fat boy on Thanksgiving. Yeah, what's your favorite part of the turkey? Favorite part of the turkey? Yeah, like, like which part you getting? Yo, the big thing apart. Have you ever had a deep fried turkey? I haven't. Oh my god. Yeah, yo, I haven't either. Bro. But life changing. I heard they're fucking ridiculous. Yo, life changing. Yeah. The skin is the greatest part of the turkey. Your boss's eyes just rolled to the beggars. Yo. <laughs> yeah, really. Life changing. I'm team skin also. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> no, but yo, the, skin. Skin, the, the skin is no joke. Even Yo, Tim, the skin isn't the best part when you're eating the lamb on Easter also. Yo, yo. Yo, time the out. The skin's always the best part. That's why, a, you gotta, that's why you got to get the wing. I'm not even going to lie to you. Skin. The first time I had lamb was at Nick's house on Greece, Greek Easter. Lamb is fucking ridiculous. Yo, it's Thanksgiving, fellas. I'm just saying, it's good. Yo, we should we should bring the lamb tradition over to the Americas. All right, slow fucking down, all right? (laughs) Strict turkeys. You're not gonna change our birds. (laughs) Enough. Before we move on from uh, the lamb and Easter thing, always remember, and this conversation proved it. Lambs up. This this one on the lamb. (laughs) Yeah, no. What what part of the turkey you eating though? You're not having the white meat, right? You're not having the breast. 
Yeah. Trash the what? white You getting breast? Bro, I get whatever. Because, yo, deep fried. What do you mean? I'm with the whole fucking bird. You want the you don't want dark meat of a turkey, bro? I mean, it's sliced up I on the get. tray. Like, I my Thanksgiving is like buffet style, right? So, yeah. Yeah, it's me just too, like trays. Yeah, you don't so. got like the. The, the, like the legs the leg stays itself. on the bone yeah. and the thigh stays on the but bone. But usually, like, the host gets the leg. Like, that's, I don't know. It's like courtesy. I guess. Like, I that's how, I that's how we that. do it. Because we have, I don't, like, my family has like 30 people at Thanksgiving. So it's like a big ass Thanksgiving. And whoever the host is, like, usually gets the leg. Yo, well, shady, two. My know, dad always gets that. Shady, too. you know what I, like, I need, I go for, like, heavy? The fucking dinner rolls. I'm like, give me four dinner rolls right now and fucking dunk them in butter. What? Yes. No. Like crescent rolls. No. Like, dude, yes. that's, it's Thanksgiving. There's so much to choose I'm from. I'm just sick, but they're essential. Nah, I that's can't, I can't have this yes. whole plate and not get a dinner roll. I, I think it. me and Tim can tell you that's horrible. And Nick, too, probably. I mean, yo, I'm, not, I'm saying aside from the turkey, obviously. Nah, the antipas, bro. Enough yo, with the antipas. See, you, you're Italian. We, I, got the Greek stuff. <clears throat> I got the Greek stuff on the side. So I get the grape leaves with the meat and the rice inside. You you get those, Nick? Of course. Yo, those are the most Hold banging. On, say that again. Grape leaves. It's grape leaves, like yeah. from grapevines. Yeah. And there's rice and chopped meat, seasoned chopped meat inside. That sounds Yo, okay. Yo, the shit is fire. That sounds pretty good. It's so good. Sounds okay. Gift get nah. I forgot what they're Yo, called. They call listen, it, I'm Cypriot, so I call them something different. Next time, <laughs> next time we record, I'm gonna bring you some. For real, no BS. Yo, leftovers. Yo, we're talking about leftovers. Those last till Christmas. I'm, I'm yeah. with that. <laughs> I got to take some home this time. Yo, Ever since I moved anyone? out of my parents' house, I don't get no leftovers no more. Stuffing's like, all right, I need to drown it in gravy. Yo. Yeah, I need gravy. Turkey, Yo, can I ask gravy? you guys a question about leftovers? Are you guys like, you know when you go to a house and they'll say, oh, do you want to bring something home? Are you guys like hesitant to like not be like, oh, you know what? No, it's okay. Or Yo, my family fights for leftovers. You know what happens in my family? They're like, you're taking this home because we're not keeping all this food in our house for like four people. Not I usually family. host Thanksgiving, so I've never had to deal with that because I'm always like, well, we're eating good <laughs> for the next Turkey year. sandwiches the whole week that week. Yeah, my, my family always had like the boys of the family, so we always got it. Yeah. And we would just Yo, it. I embarrassed my family last year, so we went to like a family friend's house and the... The, the lady that was the host was like, would you guys want to take anything home? I'm not exaggerating. I took like three trays of food home. I was like, yeah, if you're giving it away, might as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm all for it. I, 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 rare, I very rarely say no to things that are free. So if it's food, <laughs> sign me up. Sign me up. I'm a big advocate of the leftovers and going back for thirds. Huge advocate for that on Thanksgiving. Yeah. What time do you guys eat dinner on Thanksgiving? I'm super early. I, wish I hate I was. that. I super. I'm like a three o'clock. I wish. Yeah, I usually eat in between the first and second game. There's like a little hour window, and that's usually when my family. You know what? I wish. You know when I eat dinner when Dallas when the Dallas game starts. So like four. I'm sorry. Like four. I'm I'm always eating dinner at the last game because my mom's a florist and one Jesus, one part dude. that's one like eight thirty. Yeah. One bad thing about being a florist is that. Every holiday is like your best. Yeah. See, so yeah, they got, she got to be there. So we wait for her to get there. She gets there. That's cool. Yeah, we we watch the games. My my aunt always hooks it up with the with the greatest pre dinner spread. To I was the point say, where I get full before. Thanksgiving I was just dinner. gonna ask that. Like, do you even enjoy Thanksgiving dinner if you're waiting that long and just like watching and like I'm assuming you're drinking or something. I'm, dr- I'm drinking like and eating day. just complete co- in a constant motion yeah. into my mouth. 
And a lot of sitting. <laughs> a lot of sitting. Hey, yo, and... You end up eating for like five hours and you don't even realize it. I know. It's disgusting. It's great. Yo, it's horrible. It's amazing, but it's horrible. <laughs> My family is all about waves of food. They're like, yes. here's, here's yep. the pre. Yep. Here's the here's the pre. Now, this is the pre. I swear to God. Yo, and then you... it's like, here's the food. And it's like, we got more food. Have more food. Here's I, dessert now. I sit down and there's like... There's like no lie, three plates in front of you. One very small one for like yeah. tomato and mozzarella and like some bread. Then that t- then that plate goes. Then you bring in like the salads and all yeah. that other stuff. Then that plate goes. And then like the main course. See, I, yeah, I, I got smorgasbord in one plate. I got all that on top of each other. I love. I'm all about the mixed bite. <laughs> like I love to get every flavor on my plate all together and bite it at the same time. Nah, that's my shit. I go back. Uh, I, like, I basically I try like to make a Thanksgiving soup with the gravy. I'm like, <laughs> let me get some fucking mashed potatoes and corn and turkey and everything in here and just scoop it into my dumb face. That's what I try to do. Yeah, you just go for it all, huh? Yo, and my cousin Allison, shout out, she makes the best mashed potatoes. You can make good mashed potatoes? Yo, she puts something in there. She puts you, like cheeses and stuff in there. And then there's like good. breadcrumbs and it's like baked Ooh. and it's ridiculous. It just comes apart. It's just out of control. Huge I'm a, mashed potato guy. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big mash guy. Okay. <laughs> I uh, you're, nah, you're a bigger sweet guy. About what? Sweet potatoes. Oh, like, sweet potatoes are my shit. That is my shit. Sweet potatoes are also a key. Newly my shit though. Newly, newly my. Yo, shit. Joey put me on so lovely. I eat them all the time now. Shout out to Joe. Yo, shout out to me, man. One time. Um. <laughs> anyway, we can talk about food all goddamn day. Because it's been it's been seven minutes and thirty five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite topic. It's yeah. the best. It's the best holiday, holiday of the year. Football, family, food. Joey could say other. There's says nothing otherwise. better than that. I do say otherwise. The season, tis the season. No, no, the season. It's Christmas. Like that's like the Ric Flair of seasons. It's not even <laughs> up for debate. Nah, the holiday but is pretty lit too, though. The actual holiday of Thanksgiving, when you take all things into into account, you got your family. Sometimes you got your friends, you got America's game, you got football, and then you got food. Oh, no Santa Claus though! He comes through early in the morning. What are you talking about, Macy's? Cause Santa Claus <laughs> might be the quarterback that gives you that cover. I'll tell you that much. Yo, my mom. Santa Claus gets it going at 10 a.m. at Macy's. Yo, my mom flips out when Santa Claus comes in the parade. Me too. We all do. She I mean, that's... flips. Me too. And she and was it last year? I wasn't home last year. And she was like, "You better fucking get here." Like she wanted me, to, she wanted me to go there just to see Santa. Bro, my mom would wake me up and be like, "Santa's coming!" Like it's on commercial. He's it's like, not like he's on early either. He comes around like eleven thirty. Yeah, he's the last <laughs> one. He closes the parade. Yeah, super late. Because the season starts once he comes through. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Yo, I can't wait to get a treat, guys. I'm not even trying to flex right now, but I have really tall ceilings, and the only thing that I thought of when I rented this apartment was. Yo, my tree is about to be fucking Yo, big. You not can g- have a giant tree. Not going to lie yeah. to do you. I judge so hard on fake trees. I'm ultimate Fuck judge. Fuck fake trees. I work in the city and like a package <laughs> came in. It was a tr- fake tree. I was so tight. I looked at the name right away. I was like, judging you. Bitch. <laughs> nah, Yo. no fake trees. No fake trees. I'm all about the fake tree. Yo, get out of here. Yo, Nick, here's the thing, right? You know me. I'm Mr. Christmas. I will say that. And, but like. In this apartment, I'm like forced to get a fake tree. What? I am. No, you're not. I am though. Yo, you, but know, you're you not. know how bad that is. I can't. Yo, how am I gonna get a 13 foot tree up these stairs? Doesn't have to be 13 the feet. You're going all out now. You're just doing that because the ceilings are high. You, bro, you have a fire pit. 
I know. You need a real tree with the scent. No, I'm getting the scent. Don't worry about the scent, blood. Nah, bro. I might get a wreath, though. I need a wreath, a wreath. on the window. Very nice. Touch. You need that yes. smell in your house when you walk in. A yes. Pine. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes, the, the pine. pine. Yankee Candle has these. Nah, candles. nah, Fuck see? that. Yo, don't you try to disrespect that right now. <laughs> You're going for the artificial fake candle, like I'm not fake about tree. That. Give me the candle scent. That's weak, bro. And That's you can call yourself Mr. Christmas. Sweet. Fuck out of here. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> I'm calling you out right if now. I take, if I take that cool. tree into this apartment, I'm going to ruin the hallway. Joe, did you or did you or did you not get an arcade in this motherfucker? It, it doesn't shed pines. It doesn't on. shed pines. Hold on, hold on. You got to clean up afterwards, sure. Listen, you could chuck but the tree. But it's worth it. <laughs> it's a lot of I'll could... help you. Yeah, you'll help me. I'll help Chuck you. the tree out the window when the season's over, right? So it's only up one way. You don't got to go down with it. Throw it onto the, the New York City street. Yeah. From yeah. my fucking third floor window. Yeah. That, that would probably be a bad idea. Jesus Christ, bro. Bro, there's a sidewalk down below. We just have someone like uh, crossing guard people. style. That's like... not a bad idea, actually. Now that he says that. Because oh, if you're not going to kill anyone. Shout out to the humble brag by Joe. Oh, you know, my arcade. I have high ceilings. I didn't bring it up. I brought up the arcade. Yeah, some, some, some nerve. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 11 minutes later. <laughs> Football, anyone? <laughs> just for... Football is a key cog of Thanksgiving as well. Uh, key, all right. The keyest. So speaking of football, boom, boom. Uh, we have three games here that we're going to talk about, the Thanksgiving games. Uh, the first one being the Vikings at the Lions. So what do we got going on? This, this I think, is going to be a good game to watch on uh, Thanksgiving. You know what I will say, too? I love the 1230 start on Thanksgiving because I wake up super late, see Santa, and then I flip right to... Do watch the dog show a little bit. Dude, I'm about that dog show. The dog show? I'm about that dog show. And then football. And <laughs> the lines have been better, like, the last couple of years. So, whereas growing up, it was kind of a shitty game to watch when they were, like, going 0-13 or whatever. But now they're they're back to being a playoff team here and there. And they're playing the Vikings, dude. The hottest team maybe in football. So, this is a great matchup to kick off Thanksgiving. I mean, the Vikings went out and did it again against against the Rams, right? Everyone's talking about the Rams, the Rams, the Rams. And the Vikings are like, nah, dog, we're the upstart team this year. Case Keenum, balled out. The defense, like I said, Mike Zimmer, the genius, Everson Griffin, shut down everything about that Rams offense. Todd Gurley only had like 37 yards on the ground. They were playing from behind early, so they couldn't even run him that much. And the passing game wasn't even all effective. So it's good to see Thanksgiving start off with a bang for me, Vikings-Lions. You know, speaking of what the Vikings did on Sunday, I think what was most impressive that in that game was the coaching. Uh, Mike Zimmer went in there, and he shut down all of the Rams' strengths. And the Rams always, they're all about the, the deep pass. I think the longest Todd, Todd Gurley run was eight yards. I, and I'm, I'm sorry, uh, the, the breakout plays in general, runs, passes, they held Goff, they held, they held Sammy Watkins to one catch. Robert Woods had his dinks and dunks and dinks and dunks, but they really took away strengths. And when it comes to that, I really like what the Vikings are doing on defense. I, I really think that this might be the best defense uh, in the league, but the fact that Xavier Rhodes is missing, that's going to play a key role. And the fact that we have to talk about this on Monday, it kind of gives us a little hamstring on that. But I think him missing might be a big deal. So Xavier Rhodes, he uh, he didn't shadow in Week 11. He uh, drew Sammy Watkins in the majority of the time. And Robert Woods continued to have a pretty solid outing. Eight for 88, I think it was. or I know he had over 80 yards. 
Uh, Xavier Rhodes lines up on the left cornerback slot 74% of the time. So a lot of people tend to think that, you know, nowadays there's not many Darrell Revises out there that go around and follow the best wide receiver on no matter where he lines up. So the reason why I bring that up is you look at the other side, there's another top cornerback, and that's Darius Slay. And I think that you're going to see in this opening game two of the very best corners. Uh, Darius Slay, he's one of the few that do tend to travel with the best wide receiver. According to his splits, he's the closest thing to a 50-50 corner. And what that means is 53% of the time he lines up at left cornerback and then 47% of the time at right cornerback. So a lot of really good wide receivers in this game, and it's going to come down to which cornerback is going to be on which receiver, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think that we see Slay get Thielen out of the slot at any point? I mean, dude, Thielen has just been a monster He's the last – I mean, this Adam. this whole year, but – Pretty, pretty interesting thing to track. So if he gets five catches on Thanksgiving, he'll break Chris uh, Chris Carter's uh, Vikings record of most games, most consecutive games with five or more catches. So that's something fun to monitor throughout. Uh, I mean, we've been singing his praises the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, from undrafted to being one of the best receivers in football. And people still don't feel comfortable with saying that. But, uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, what do you do if you're Minnesota? Do you put Xavier Rhodes on Diggs? Do you put him on Thielen? If you're, uh, if you're Detroit, do you put uh, – do, do you put um, – sorry, I mixed that up. Like, so do you yeah, put Rhodes – yeah, my bad. So do you put Rhodes on Tate or Marvin Jones, and do you put Slay on Diggs or Thielen? That's even if Rhodes plays. I, I, I would love to see – I think that's going to make a giant difference. Marvin Jones Jr. is – Last time I checked, the eighth best wide receiver in fantasy this year. That's how good he's been. I was thinking of Lamb when he caught that pass. Long that double move was crazy this weekend. He was. He's been he really, really good. Nick, didn't you have him this week? I heard you on fucking Call of Duty. Like, yo, he the play. He the play. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, he's... I love. I love little Marvin. Marvin shit the bed the week before. He let a lot of people down, and then he came back with uh, four for eighty-five and one touchdown. Yeah, you guys hear him sing? Nah. Yeah, American Idol. He's nice. Yeah. He's got the pipes too. So he's got pipes. I'll be honest. Got the pipes. Yeah, multi-talented <laughs> not star. Like, you know, like you know, not A plus pipes. He's not Kelly Clarkson out there. Yeah, he got the pipes. You know, he got athlete pipes. <laughs> oh, he got athlete pipes. One thing that uh, one thing that uh, is really intriguing me about the Lions, besides the play of of Marvin Jones Jr. and his singing, uh, is the you know the the offensive line is healthy for the first time. I think last week for the first time, what you saw was. Matt Stafford actually have time to be Matt Stafford. And that passing game really came to life. Uh, I think this game is going to come down to that exact matchup. I think it's going to be Matt Stafford versus the secondary. Uh, Xavier Rhodes and then Everson Griffin, Everson Griffin in the backfield and uh, those boys back there. So uh, I think that that's going to be the key matchup in this game. And I have a hard time seeing the Vikings letting the the – Lions run all over. I mean, uh, pass all over them. I, I have a hard time seeing that. I, I really like the secondary, and I really like the way they're coached, and I really, I really, I think they're the best in the league. Hmm. I fuck with the, the the Vikings. Yo, yo, I'm feeling, bro. How about Lat Murray? Latavi. Yeah, Lat Murray's on been my fantasy team. Finding his feet the last couple of weeks. Fucking up. Fucking took Jerry McKinnon right out of that starting seat. Sent him to the back. Yo, what he's if, killing, man. His yards per carry is solid, too, and he's getting those goal line touches because he's obviously the bigger runner. 
between the tackles, and, he, and he's producing. Let me ask you guys something. So since we were talking about this a little bit on a previous episode about Jared Goff and how he's been playing well this year, but it's usually against defenses that rank in the bottom half of uh, the league. So we said we're, it's going to be interesting to see how he does against a defense like the Vikings, especially at home, who we know are tremendous. And like, what what do we think? What do you think of Goff now? Is he the real deal, or is he kind of like just not there yet, or what's going on? I mean, I it, it, it's second year. Second year struggles, I think. Yeah. I think the Vikings defense is just so fucking good. That's one of the toughest games. I think that, like, going into U.S. Bank, Minnesota, and going to the Superdome, I think are the two toughest games of football right now. Yeah. It, and to go there, he didn't turn the ball over, mm-hmm. but he also didn't take much chance at the same time. So, I don't know. I, play, I feel like they were super conservative. They are also getting shut down a lot. Like, that, it's tough. Like, like you said, Tim, like, they're one of the, you said, arguably the best unit in football. So to have a second-year quarterback go in there and not do so well, I mean, it's tough. It's only their third loss of the season. Um, that that Seahawks game I talk about for them, sorry, we're getting off track. We're talking about the Rams now. But that Seahawks game is looking much more winnable now with the Legion of Boom getting nicked up with Cam Chancellor going on the IR, which we haven't talked about, and Richard Sherman, Sherman going on the IR. Yeah. So they're, they're still high going forward, even though they lost a tough one in U.S. Bank. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned Harrison Smith, too, who might be the best safety in the league. Like, this, it's, it's, it's that serious. You might have the best corner, defensive end, and safety in the league all on the same field at the same time. Crazy. Wide safeties and wide receivers. Shout out to Lamb. Shout out. <laughs> as far as uh, Jared Goff goes, I, I kind of saw that coming. If, uh, if you guys remember when we broke down this game, he struggles when he plays top defenses. And when you take into account Minnesota playing in Minnesota, I don't know if there's a better defense in the league under that circumstance. So I expected Goff to struggle. Uh, they also kind of kept it very like safe with him. They didn't really let him air it out much. Um, but yo, you got to give credit credit to Minnesota, man. You, you know, you guys didn't even mention Anthony Barr and uh, Hendricks, yeah. the uh, Kendricks, the other linebackers, and you know. Uh, Bar put on a nice hit on Jared Goff. I thought that Goff got a little injured on that play. They put a nice hit on Rodgers, too. Yeah, very similar hit to what injured Aaron Rodgers. Bar going for it all. All right. Um, let's move to the next game we have here. The Chargers and Cowboys. Can I just give a little... Uh... One team looked really good. One team looked really bad. Just so you guys know, we're going to pick these games. We're right. forced to pick the. These that's are why we're not, picks this week. Yeah, yeah, that's why we're not saying the winners. Right. I was gonna explain that later, but yeah. Fuck it. We'll yeah. do it now. We'll do it live. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I, would, I would like to start this one, and I think since Tim mentioned picks, it sucks that we're giving this pick on Monday because I think once again my entire pick is gonna be uh, determined based on whether Tyron Smith plays or not. Yeah, I think I that. Tyron Smith not being out there is the biggest reason why the Cowboys are struggling, and in particular, Dak is struggling. Yeah, not for nothing, though. Tyron Smith was warming up. He was thinking about giving it a go yesterday, but with the short week. And then, yo, whoever allowed these schedule makers to put this together is fucking horrible. Sunday night football, Thanksgiving, and then another Thursday night game right after that. Yeah, if you remember last year on Thanksgiving, we had a similar situation with the Redskins. If you guys remember, that was the Kirk Cousins uh, How You Like Me Now game against the Packers. And then they traveled to Dallas. Dallas. So, 
I, I feel what you're saying, boss. I actually brought this up with Danny as we were talking about DFS on D-Generation Bets. Like, is this something that you'd be worried about if you're the Cowboys? And he brought a, a good point, and then I thought about it more. Dallas at least doesn't need to travel for this game. All three are home games. Sunday night, yeah. Thursday, and the following Thursday. All home yeah, games. Three, straight, three straight home games for them. But uh, I really think going back to the issues at left tackle with Tyron Smith, you know, Alfred Morris against the Eagles averaged 5.4 yards per carry. Uh, the, it's not the run blocking that's the issue. It's uh, it's the pass blocking. Yeah, for sure. Like, Dak hasn't looked good. Yeah. Since Zach, I mean, since Zach, since Deke, Zeke, well, y'all. <laughs> Deke. Hold on, man. Slow down. Since, he's got, turkey, he's got turkey gravy all over his brain. <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving's on the mind. <laughs> Since, Since Zeke <laughs> and uh, Tyron both haven't been out there. And they coincidentally like haven't played the last two games. Yeah. And, I, and it's been a struggle. Let's not forget about Sean Lee at the defense. Uh, I was listening to R.J. Bell, if uh, any of you guys are... are Huge R.J. Bell. Bro. Yeah, so everyone My knows guy. he's the biggest guy, R.J. Bell. And he said that according to his metrics, and you know he has his own like little encyclopedia that he keeps... The, when Sean Lee is on the field, the Cowboys are the tenth best defense in the league. When he's off the field, they're the thirtieth best. And it's that crazy. was before they just got blown out by the Eagles. So you, if you think about like when Tony Romo was was uh, calling a game, he was talking about how he Sean Lee would know what he was doing. He would call out plays. He'd be like Tony Romo on the other side. Right. So like. The f- how important he is to the defense is also such a big difference. And when you got a team on the rise like the, the Chargers, the Chargers have been playing good ball. And when you have a team like that and you have a team like Dallas who's publicly reeling, who not to mention Jerry Jones continues to, to make an ad- ass out of himself. Uh, he's, he says he's going to sue Roger Goodell. He got There's a tape that has him being racist. Oh, Jerry Jones the racist? Get the fuck out of here. No way. Yeah, come on. And <laughs> and like it's they continue to embarrass themselves and that team is such a sideshow right now and it seems as though they can't win unless they're at 100%. So it, it, I just think that the Chargers are going to are catching the Cowboys at the right time. Yeah, and it's not even that far of a trip for the Chargers being in South Cal, SoCal going down to Texas. Um yo, they look good, man. They put up what, 50 plus? 54, five picks. You know what's funny? Nick texted me. We were talking about fantasy yesterday. I was like, you know, I forgot. I was talking about Orleans Darkwa. And he goes, yo, this is the week I win the trade. So me and Nick made a trade a couple weeks ago. It was AJ Green. I got AJ Green. And he got Keenan Allen and Ajay. <coughs> Keenan he Allen. He won the trade. Went, well, this week he <laughs> well, did. Well, that's what I mean. But, uh, yo, Keenan Allen went bananas. Yeah, he went crazy. And uh, Keenan Allen had 159 yards, two touchdowns, 12. Is catches. anyone on the Cowboys really that much better to slow him down this week? And think about it, boss. He lines up 69 uh, percent of the time out of the slot. And what's one thing that we've been picking on Dallas? That's a slot wide receiver. Now Aguilar was held to one catch for negative two yards, but if you watch that game, Wentz missed him in the end zone. Wentz, uh, Wentz overshot him over the middle too. So. The slot wide receiver is, is just causing fits for this defense uh, week in, week out. And the Chargers also use Keenan. Like, he's more of a focal point in the offense than Aguilar is, per se. Oh, yeah. He's the, he's the number one receiver, for sure, without a doubt. Right, exactly. You know, can I ask you guys, what do you, how do you guys feel about the Chargers going forward, man? Because, you know, I think that this is a team that's going to make noise. Yo, you know how I felt about 
the Chargers, bro. I told you preseason, they were my preseason division winner. And with the the Chiefs getting off to that 5-0 and start, now losing 4 out of 5, San Diego won that game against the Bills, and now they're 4-6, and six, right? Right in the thick of things for the wild card. Right in the thick of things for the division. Yo, the Chargers, man, I'm telling you. Joey Bosa and Co. on that defense. I will say this, though. Never underestimate the Chargers' ability to blow it. I mean, well, they already, I agree. Yeah, they might so, be yeah. over that phase. That first I, half. If of the they season, get, if they can get saying? over that phase, I don't think anyone in their right mind that knows football could say the Chargers don't have enough to be a successful team. Even if I think Philip Rivers is on the back end of his career, I do. Even, even so, even if he's not as good as people think in my mind, they're still good enough to be a playoff team, especially in this AFC that's super weak. So. Yeah, they, it's just they got to get out of their own way. They keep shooting themselves in their own fucking foot. They're like Cheddar Bob. Hey. Yo, Nick. Hello? <laughs> I want to pose this question to you. Holla. The Melgo Whisperer, right? You guys, I feel like Melgo is a play and fade. He's always, uh, you know, featuring I got, in your video. I got vi- all the answers from Melgo. In your video, right? What do you think about Eckler? So Austin Eckler. So... Eckler last week fumbled and essentially lost them that game. And then to start this game against the Bills, he actually didn't see a snap in the first half against Buffalo. He did all his damage in the second half, and that's pretty much when the Chargers had the game under wraps. Um, Kind of feel like he was in the doghouse. Now, I don't know how that's going to translate into Thursday night, but um, I think Melgo is... I mean, he's, he's all right, you know, like... Tim, Tim and the Brodo guys, I know, haven't been the biggest Melgo guys, but I've always been a fan of Melgo just because of the touches. Like, he's just going to get so many. Like, the volume is there if you're playing fantasy, but as far as, like, an, an NFL running back, he's he's okay. He's not going to excite you. Oh, we, have, we have a saying about Melvin Gordon. Great in fantasy, sucks in real life. It's not a very catchy saying. <laughs> yeah, I think sucks is a little hard. Like, when I think sucks, I think of, like, Trent Richardson. Uh, but, right, maybe he's not Trent Richardson. Yeah, he's like, he's like middle of the pack, you know? Yeah. But um less than four yards of carry last year, just just putting that out there. Yeah, I feel you on that. So let me ask you guys a question, right? You're looking at the I think this is a huge game for the Chargers. Um Dallas pretty much is eliminated from the NFC East picture. I think I think the Eagles need to win two of their next four and then they've pretty much wrapped it up. Um, so you're looking at the AFC wild card race, right? Right now, the Ravens are five and five, and then you got the Titans at six and four. The teams chasing them: Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Bengals, Texans, and Chargers. Right? Cool. Of all those teams, though, right? Isn't Rivers the best quarterback? Or Derek Carr? But yeah, Rivers is up there. So all right, so uh, say say Carr and Rivers are the the best two of the bunch. I kind of feel like one of the two is going to get that wild card from the Ravens. I like this Chargers team. I know that they've pissed away a lot of games. Like they're four and six, they could easily be six and four right now. We're having a different conversation, but don't count out the Bolo tie. <laughs> That's Philip Rivers. Oh, the Bolo tie. I get yeah, that. Every every post game co- uh, news conference, he he has like the Bolo tie. It's mad legendary. Yeah, I got to check that out. The bolo tie is super. Yo, serious. keep in mind too, Mike Williams, first round pick. They, they're getting him back and healthy at five catches this week, only for thirty eight yeah. yards. But yo, he's back and 
two targets in the red zone too, boss, and that's a big body that they've uh, that they that they don't since. have outside the tight end position. Yo, who is the wide receiver that they used to have? Philip Rivers used to have the big guy. He went to Tampa Bay. I forgot his Vincent name. Vincent Jackson. Yeah, that legend, that guy. Yeah, but that like Mike Williams is a similar build to him. That big body wide receiver that could go up and get it. Mike Williams, about the fifth Mike Williams. Yeah, word. <laughs> Shout out to God bless you, USC Tim. Mike Williams. Tim's falling apart over Detroit here. Detroit Mike I'm Williams. Sick as shit. Yo, shout out to Tim for making it though. Unlike Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, fuck that. Keep that pink eye. At I home, missed bro. all of last week though. Yo, Joey, we gotta record it by ourselves, bro. Yeah, I know. We can't be are... sick, motherfuckers. Yo, I was in. I was in the hospital all night Thursday night. Bro, you got a cold in the hospital. Come on. <laughs> nah, I, I was much sicker than this when I was. I know. I'm fucking with you, but. You know. Thursday night was not a good night. I got a, something called a spinal tap. You guys ever got a spinal tap before? No. They stuck this like 12-inch giant needle yes. <laughs> into my spine. Uh, directly oh. into that motherfucker. <laughs> I was feeling it in my leg. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's lit. Yeah, Every day. Lit. Lit. Thanksgiving's coming up, so that's lit. Um, the last game on the slate we have here is the Giants and Redskins. Uh, the Giants somehow, some way. I think I even said it on the episode where I'm like, this team obviously sucks right now, and somehow they are gonna pull off a win against a team that's 15 and two coming off a bye. Well, Andy Reid, 15 and two coming off a bye, and we beat them. Why can't you just lay down? <laughs> Jesus Christmas! I'll tell you what, they need to. Nick seemed to be the the person that I know. Nick knows his squad, and he t- he said this squad is gonna suck. They need to consult Nick next time <laughs> they put the fucking Giants on all these primetime games. Yes. If I gotta watch the Giants one more time, I'm gonna shoot myself in the head. It's really bad. It's not fun to watch. No, there's nothing fun about it at all. But everyone thought the Giants going in. That's I why was one of them. I picked them to win the division. I'm saying that's why they got all the primetime games. Yeah. Like, you know. Well, they got they got all the primetime games because of Odell. So even when Odell, if you remember his rookie year, and even year two, despite the Giants being awful, he was the main attraction, and he was fun to watch. So you had that. That's the big reason. And he's one of the NFL's biggest stars. So that just goes to show you the star power that that guy has, that they gave them all these primetime games. Yeah, would have been fun to watch, uh, but bedtime. Yo, shout out to the Skins for Yo, multiple reasons. Redskins are, uh, were looking good. They do lose Chris Thompson, who's on my fantasy they team. They also lost that God game last damn. week. So Pour I don't know. one out for Chris Thompson, man. Pour one out for him. Damn, son. They did lose the game oh, to the Saints. They blew a 15-point lead late in the game. They, you know, That was crazy. Shut that was really bad. I think Josh Josh is one of our friends. He's a, a big-time Redskins fan. I was just on Xbox with him. He said on the last drive when the Saints got the ball, they had like a 4% chance of winning. Well, not the, well you know what I mean. Not the last they drive. They were down like, two possessions. Down 15 when down they got eight. the ball. Right. I'm talking about when they were down 8 oh. and they got the ball. Oh, or maybe it was 15 it was probably down 15. Point. They had like a 2% chance at winning and they came back and won. It was ridiculous. I would be so upset. But I wasn't upset because shout out to Kamara. I got a Kamara Breeze stack on my fantasy team. I was hype. I literally said the play before. Yo, I need a Kamara... Passing touchdown right now. Juggle. Oh, he's in. I'm also just going to pat myself on the back for calling this. Uh, I took the the skins plus eight, and I said they lost 38-30 the week before. I was like, if they could just score 31 points. 
Did you say that? I did. Look at you. Yeah, he did. Boss was spot on on that. That's crazy. Ironic. I should have bet that. Shout out to Samaj P. Ryan looking good. Shout out to Kirk Cousins having a... Yo, Kirk Cousins yo, is he doing was, more with less. He was balling on another level against a very good secondary. Yo, the last yeah. two weeks against the Vikings and against the Saints. Like, this dude is proving his worth and there's still questions about should they extend him. Like, yo, if yo Kirk, Kirk, what are you doing? Kirk to Denver. Kirk to Denver. Kirk to NY. NY, baby. Fly. Fly, Kirky. Don't do it, Kirk. Yo, if you're Kirk Cousins and you're looking around the NFL of all potential suitors, I don't know how you don't have Denver on your number one priority list. I don't know, man. Denver's getting old quick. Yeah, young they, defense in New no. York. Uh, no, let's relax. Let's relax. Draft picks a bird. First of all, their offense would be stacked. Demarius Bro. Thomas is still Demarius Thomas, and Emmanuel Sanders is nice. Like that's, Those are good receivers you're throwing to. And their defense is still good. The Jets... Not for nothing, or four and sixteen with scraps. Oh, now you guys love a, a you guys you love McCown and a lot, yeah, a lot, a lot of cap room. Robbie Anderson looks the part as a deep fly, like a Deshaun Jackson type receiver. You he, he, he could stretch the field. Got ASJ. Got ASJ. We got a Nunwa coming back. A Nunwa forgot all about him. Jermaine. Yeah. Nah, Jermaine sucks. Jermaine in the <laughs> slot though. Yeah, Jermaine in the slot. Why not? Um, but anyway, yo, all the skins can bowl. Yeah, yeah, they can. They can't play defense, can't but their the offense ball. is balling. They could ball for level. They could ball for like fifty six minutes. It's the final four minutes that really gives them issues. Their their two minute defense it's the is defense. horrible. Yeah, yeah, defense in general. Their mm-hmm. two minute defense cannot play. Uh, Josh Norman, I don't know what happened to him. He's looking very human these past few weeks. Uh, oh come on, <laughs> dude, he is. No, no. yes, no, I, they I passed disagree. all over that dude. Two weeks ago, just gave him the work, and oh, now man. and same I, when yo when, when you're when you're on a squad like this, you're supposed to protect that shit, and he did not. Man, his, I wish his, I, his I PFF grade has also went down ten points in two weeks. Right, that, so I wish I that's wish measurable. I wish I would have known that you were going to bring this up, so I could have been more prepared. But um, I, I I completely disagree. I don't think that he's the reason. I don't think he's getting exposed or anything not, like no, that. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying his his play has gone down a notch. The the whole defense, their play goes down a notch with two minutes left in the game, and they're not good at that those two minute situations. And it's really coming back to bite them in the in the dicks, right, <laughs> right square in the dickhead. Bite them in the, the dick. most painful part of the dick. Okay. Am I? I mean, am I, am I wrong? Because that's that's what's been giving them. I mean, it's fits. just been a struggle in general. I mean. I think they're going to turn it around against the Giants. I don't see any way the That's Giants hang with too. them. Like the, the Vikings and, and the Saints are two top high-powered offenses. Who would have thought me saying this with Case Keenum at the helm for the Vikings? But they are, and so are the Saints with Breeze and Co. And now you got the Giants coming and banged up of all banged up. Like, you got to feel good as a defense. I feel like as a defensive player on the Redskins, like, damn, we just got our ass handed to us the last two weeks. After our offense did all that to put up 30 and 31 points, now we got the Giants coming to the town. Like, this is the blowout of the week. This is where we show up yeah. and, you know, we got to clam down and win one. You can see that if the Redskins are putting up this many points on good defenses, the Giants have a, a good defense. Like, sometimes. Giants I, I balled t- out this weekend on they, defense. They did, but, but I, they do look like uninspired to me. Like they all do. Like the whole team just looks like they funny. are like going through the motions. After all that Janoris Jenkins shit in the media this week about him giving up on like the two tackles against Garrett Selleck and Marquise Goodwin on the two touchdowns last two weeks ago. Yeah. 
He had two picks. One got called back for OP. I mean, a uh, DPI on him. Yeah. But he had another pick too. Yeah. So I don't think, as much as there is talk in the media of them like the locker room giving up on them, this week it looked like a different defense or a different team. Granted, yes, thirty mile per hour wins, and the Chiefs aren't playing the best of ball. They're only putting up like eighteen points a game in their last five games, of which they lost four or five. But give credit where credit's due. The Giants did their thing on defense. Yeah, I mean, but. Uh, to me, you, you're also asking a team who's two and eight to. I don't know, I, and maybe maybe because it's, it's, it's a divisional matchup. Uh, yeah, on the road on a short week, sure. But. Yeah, you'll, you'll like play up or something. But uh, to me, this team, I, I don't think I don't know what you're gonna get. Did, like you don't know what you're gonna get with the Giants anymore. It's like you yeah. can be good and you you can be fucking terrible. And like we've seen with them be fucking terrible because they obviously don't want to play for McAdoo. And they just look uninspired. And I, I, I'm not going to pick them against a team that's putting up all these points. And even so, this is the best game they've played all year. And they won by three. They scored 12 points. Can, can I ask? Because I, I, I can't remember. Two weeks ago when, the, when they played the the Vikings, were they at home? Skins? Yeah. Yeah. So they were. So they faced the Vikings at home. And then they went on the road and faced the Saints. Two of the best pass defenses in the league so far this year. And they put up over 30 points both times. Uh, I don't see any way in hell, despite short of a Kirk Cousins injury, that they don't do the same against the Giants. Now, the the, the Thompson injury is going to be a big one. And luckily, P. Ryan had a good game right when they needed to have a good game, so they have some confidence with him moving forward. Uh, I, I, that's the only thing that's, that, that'll worry me about this one because Thompson was such a giant part of that offense, and that passing game out of the backfield is such a giant part. Uh, I wonder what their backup contingency plan is for that because... Piran has, I'm not sure about his college history, but hasn't shown in the NFL that he can catch a pass out of the backfield. So that's going to be something to monitor. I think that's the only way, if that affects him more than, more than like. I think they'll I, be all right because know. although you do lose Chris Thompson, you also are gaining Josh Doxson every single week. That's this guy keeps Yo, I was becoming a bigger part of the offense Redskins every week. Game and they kept talking about. Uh, I, th- I don't know if it's Jay Gruden. It might have been Jay Gruden. They're like, Jay Gruden has been trying to instill in Kirk Cousins to be like, yo, throw it up to Doxson. Let him go 50-50. This is the Doxson week. And we saw it. But we saw it this past game where he put one on someone's head this past week. And, dude, he's he can make plays. Like, that's who he is. He's a big guy who can go up and get it, who can high point the ball. Mm-hmm. So, like, if he's one-on-one on the outside – Running a fly, like, i take my chances. I'll be like, yo, throw it high as you can. Usually corners are undersized compared to wide receivers lining up out wide. And let him pinpoint it and go get it. So I, I, I want to say a few things on a couple of things that you guys touched on. So uh, I think that if I knew for a fact what the Giants defensive players' motivation would be in this game, it would influence my pick. I could see them just kind of laying an egg because now everyone's praising the defense. Whereas, as Boss mentioned about the Selick missed tackle and getting burned by Marquise Goodwin, Jenkins was getting ripped the entire week by the media, and then he showed up. Now they're going to be praised for three days. I can see them laying an egg. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Tim, three touchdowns, eight interceptions, and three career games against the Giants in Washington. It's been a, uh, a rough matchup for him against the Giants when they play in Washington, I think the biggest X factor here is I think Washington's going to play for some revenge here because if you guys remember last year, the 
Redskins lost on week 17 in a non-factor game to the Giants. Like, the Giants didn't need that game. They came out and just dominated them. So I can see the Redskins kind of having this game circled. Yeah, for sure. By the way, uh, pro football focus, uh, Josh Norman is the sixth best corner in football. And that's down from what he was before. He's ranked at 81.4. He was up in the 90s like three weeks ago. Right now he's 81.3 as of... I know, I'm looking at it. Yeah. All right, so he's down 0.1. I said I said he was in the 90s. Oh. Okay, I mean, he's still top top 10. I'm not, I didn't say he fell off. I'm just saying he hasn't been playing as well. And he doesn't play as well in the two-minute drill. All right. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> okay. Um, by the way, shout-out to Travis Kelsey. Hell of a deep ball. Uh, I like it, it. The idea was there, but... Bad execution. Yo, uh, if you're if you're gonna wait that long, dude, like don't throw it. Yeah, <laughs> the element of surprise was over two seconds. Ago. The hey, how about how about this, Andy Reid? Stop having anyone but Alex Smith throw the ball. Tyreek Hill interception on Monday night. Travis Kelsey yesterday. <laughs> Shane Vereen had a pick on the goal line. Oh my god! <laughs> Yo, that I drove was me very insane. mad about that as an Orioles dark wall. Can I can I go on a, on like a fifteen second rant real quick? Can we stop with non-quarterbacks throwing balls? And can we stop with the jet sweeps? Uh, Please? Ah, uh, jet sweep just there. No, I hate the jet sweep. Yo, the jet sweep... <laughs> doesn't even work in men. ...is one of the worst plays in football, I think. I it, it, it probably converts like 3% of the time. Especially when you run it to a 108-pound wide receiver. It never works. Stop. Yo, anytime I see a guy come in motion for a jet sweep... I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Like, if I'm a defensive player. Like, the Giants, Tyreek Hill was running jet sweeps yesterday. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. And that's Tyreek Hill, one of the best players with the ball in his hands in the open field. But it's just, that play is awful. Yeah. That play is awful when you, like, when you kill it. Like, when you run two a game, nah. But when you run, like, two, like, one every four games, it's super effective. I don't know. Man. Yeah, that's the thing. Run, run the, these trick plays three times a year, not yeah. three times a game. I don't know. I kind of disagree. If you have the personnel to run it, you run it. If you have Tyreek Hill, Tavon Austin, why not run well, it? Tay Tay. I don't know, man. Tay Tay. The Chiefs, I I fell for it too. I'm one of the victims, but I think they fooled a lot of people early in this year because they're a gadget offense and fucking their go go gadget belt is out of fucking little tricks. Because they aren't fooling anyone. Alex Smith is who we thought he was. Mm. And we let him off the hook. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. All right, let's uh, do some spitball here. I would, but I will... I will do a real long. No, no, I'm don't, don't, don't. Yeah, bro. I'm done. I'm done. Someone don't else do, do that. it for me today. Nah. Starting with Dare to Zatlan. Seven months after an ACL tear, Zlatan Ibrahimovic played for Manchester United over the weekend. A huge step in him, potentially coming out of retirement to play in the World Cup. Sweden advanced, as we mentioned last week, to uh, the Russia 2018 World Cup. And why not? A nice little send-off for a guy of his magnitude. Not so real McCoy. Uh, The Broncos have fired their offensive coordinator, Mike McCoy. Bless you. Oh, yeah. Current QB coach and former Raiders offensive coordinator Bill Musgrave will take over. The Broncos have failed to score 20 points in seven of their last eight games and have recently handed the keys to the to the car to Brock Osweiler. Mm. 
Yeah. Duck Duck Bowl. My guy Bo Bo, a top five recruit in the 2018 class, has committed to the Oregon Ducks. Duck over the likes of Kentucky and other top schools. Uh, shout out to Bo Bo, son of Manute Ball, former seven seven center on the Bullets. R.I.P. Jesus. Shout out to Manute Ball. Farewell, Gator. David Lee announced his retirement over the weekend from the NBA. Uh, Caroline Wozniacki, fantastic girl, threw a party for him. And, uh, yeah, David Lee is hanging him up. A guy that I thought was severely underrated, and then he got paid, and then he became overrated. <laughs> so uh, hats off to him. He got himself a ring and, you know, was a the only all-star the Knicks had for like a decade. So shout out to David Lee. Shout out to David fucking Lee. New to the ballot. Uh, the new people who are eligible for the Hall of Fame came out today. Uh, I'm going to just give you all of them because some of these names are cool to just remember. Chipper Jones, Jim Tomey, those guys are favorites to get in. Scott Rowland, uh, he was the best player in baseball, arguably, for a couple years there, defensively uh, and offensively together. Third baseman, I wouldn't say in baseball. Maybe best third baseman. For me, personally, I liked him as the best player in baseball. Andrew Jones, uh, former center fielder for the Braves. Uh, Johan Santana, Johnny Damon, Carlos Zambrano, Jamie Moyer, Omar Vizquel, Chris Carpenter, LeVon Hernandez, Orlando Hudson, shout-out second base. Shout-out to the O-Dog. Kevin Millwood, Kerry Wood. Uh, Carlos Lee, Aubrey Huff, Hideki Matsui, Godzilla! Jason Ingrenhausen, Generation K, and Brad Lidge. All of them first time uh, on the ballot. And there's yeah. a couple guys who are definitely going to make it who got Trevor Hoffman is going to make it. It's his fourth time on the ballot. 74% he had last year. You need 75. So he's probably going to get over that hump. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero got 71%. He'll probably get there. And of course, you got your Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, uh, Manny Ramirez. Guys who tested positives or, you know, steroids dudes. The, whose votes are going up, by the way? Barry Bonds up to 53%. Roger Clemens up to 54% now. Those guys should be in. I agree. I agree. Mm. 100% agreement. Not so hip. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., the top-rated prospect in this upcoming NBA draft, and the top-rated prospect in the class, is going to see a hip specialist. To get his shit checked out. He only played two minutes against, I think it was Iowa State in his first game. Hasn't been seen since. Hasn't been right since. <laughs> to get his shit checked out. <laughs> get his shit checked out, B. Yo, hip injuries are no joke, too. Nah, I know. Like, those are those linger and those are for real. So, you can't do much with a banged up hip. You can't cut. Especially like a basketball where it's a very movement Yo, you can't do anything. Type game. I, I remember, can't. like, I bruised my hip once. And it's amazing. It's every single movement you do. Is involved there. It moves Especially like your legs. You know yeah, what I'm forget about it. It's, it's a disaster. Um, anyway, so since it's Thanksgiving, we have come up with some uh, Thanksgiving categories here about the upcoming NFL week. Uh, starting with the turkey, which is kind of going to be like the MVP of the weekend. The turkey, the biggest part, the best part of Thanksgiving. So... Who do you guys have as your turkey of the weekend? For me, my turkey of the weekend is the winner of New Orleans versus L.A. Let's think about this, right? The reason I've liked New Orleans so much coming up this season is because they built their team around the running game and the defense, right? But they still got Drew Brees in the chamber. And when Drew Brees is your ace in the hole... That gives you an advantage that not most teams have. And you saw what having Drew Brees be your secondary option was against the Redskins. You saw them come back. You saw him lead back and be breezy about the whole thing. And that is something that 
really has liked made me like the Saints this year. So the winner of this one, I believe, is going to be the turkey of the weekend. Because you have you have a statement game on both sides. Let's look at LA's point of view first, right? If you can come back off a back, bad loss and take care of home field advantage against one of the hottest teams in the NFL, that's a statement game. That's the kind of shit champions do. On the other side, you have a team that has a chance to go on the road against a team that in the past would have been a nightmare matchup for them. And you're battling for home field in the NFC at this point with these people. If you can go out on the road, catch them while they're reeling, and win that game, that's a statement game. That's the type of shit champions do. So I think the winner of this game is going to make a giant statement in the NFC, and I think that the turkey of the week is going to be either New Orleans or L.A., whoever comes out on top. What you got, boss? My turkey, turkey is Cam and the Panthers. Nice. 7-3, and three, right? Sitting pretty in second. And if they get this win this weekend, they'll be an eight-win team through 11 games and sitting pretty comfortable with a shot to make the playoffs. But like Tim said, State's got a big test this week. So if they go out to – they also have to go out to the West Coast, keep in mind, and play the Rams in their home. Rams coming off a tough loss to a tough team. I feel like the Rams want to prove – they are a playoff team and worthy of a division title. While the Panthers are off in New York, sneaky, sneaky, going to come for that division title, make a move. And uh, I got Cam being the turkey and the Panthers beating the Jets in MetLife. Ooh. What about you, Nick? I'm going with Adam Thielen, man. I think Adam Thielen is uh, the GOAT right now. Like He's just running hot. He might break Chris Carter's record. If he has uh, five or more catches on Thanksgiving, I know we talked about him before, but I just love his game. I like his uh, how he's playing that under role, you know, uh, underdog role. I'm sorry, as an undrafted free agent, not playing for his hometown team. I think the story is dope, and this guy just needs to be respected as one of the top wide receivers in the game. So it's safe to say you're feeling dealing. Oh, thick tip stealing all the way. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, the next one we have here is the drunk uncle, which is kind of like a disappointment in a way. You don't really want to, you know. I well, don't you're wanna... embarrassed after like five, six drinks. Yeah, yeah you're like, come on. Like, you don't got to see this show no more. Come on, man. You've seen it Keep your pants on. Oh, what, what are you doing to the kids? Come cool. on, Unc. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Who told him to come? Yeah. <laughs> Who invited this Fucking guy. So uh, the Bills, the Bills look like the drunk uncle with the moves they're making, right? You go out a couple weeks ago at the deadline and trade for Kelvin Benjamin only to sit your starting quarterback two weeks later. Yo, that's how you lose. That's Talk how about you drunk lose. uncle. Who is sipping the, the you know, Buffalo's a heavy drinking town. <laughs> Nick can attest he's been there. He lived there for two years. They drink oh, the- heavy. So whatever the coaches or management or... You know what I'm saying? Whatever they're on up there at the Ralph at one Bills drive. Dude, put the bottle down. BT Mobile is your quarterback. Put down the Labatt Blue. Yo, yeah. Put down the Labatt. I've had a lot of Labatt up there. <laughs> put down. Uh, boss, how about this one? Put down the Molson. Wow. Ah. <laughs> the Genesee. The Genesee Lights. <laughs> Yo. The Bills fucked up. How do you go out and trade for Kelvin Benjamin and say we're invested in a playoff push at 5-3? and three? Right, they were going to the Jets and they lost. They were five and three when they traded for Kelvin Benjamin, and then two weeks later, you lose two in a row. You're five and five, and you say we're sitting our quarterback. And what Tim said earlier is a weak AFC. Like, yo, get your shit together, Bills. You have a legit chance at breaking this 
longest drought in the NFL and making the playoffs. 17 years since 2000. Get Tyrod in the game. Nathan Peterman, five picks. And you're talking him up, Coach McDermott? Come on. Even after the fact. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, you're saying, terrible. nah, some people have that type of day. Bro, what? Tyrod Taylor for... Sure, he's not producing, but what's behind him? What what do you see in Nathan Peterman? You're like, all right, we're going to go with Peterman over Tyrod Taylor. No. You were a drunk uncle making those decisions. <laughs> yeah, that's. A, I'm, I'm going to stay with that. I think Doug McDermott is the... the Dougie McBucket. Sean, bro. Sean. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Knicks are actually <laughs> playing tonight, too. So I have the game on the they got screen the clips. anyway. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, Sean McDermott, legend. Um... <laughs> I don't know. It just didn't make sense. That's why I wanted to go after Boss because I know we had the same one. But, yeah, for a team that's, you know, you would think that they're the 49ers and they make this change, but they're in the thick of things. And, you know, we mentioned how the AFC picture is kind of up for grabs, but at those two wild cards. So, yeah, Sean McDermott. Drunk uncle. You know, that's that was coaching one-on-one on how to lose games for your team. Like, how do you fuck up a season just like that? Yeah. Uh, my drunk uncle is Mike McCarthy because he's gonna walk in and be like, "Hey Steelers, you know, I remember when I had Aaron Rodgers, and I was good, and I was." And he's gonna start crying and bawling. This guy saying this whole game is a drunk uncle, man. Think about this: how excited would we have been to watch Aaron Rodgers and the Packers travel to the Steelers to take on the Steelers at home this Sunday night? Yeah, it would have been great. We would have been hyped for that. Instead, we got fucking Nick Hunley. Nick Hunley. There he uh, goes. Whatever Once the fuck. Again. You know what? He doesn't deserve a first name. He's just Hunley. All right? You get Hunley <laughs> throwing three picks out there. Mike McCarthy, who refuses. Did you call him Nick Hunley? Yeah. I did. Who, re- who refuses to change up his offensive scheme to fit his Hunley. He thinks that Aaron Rodgers is out there throwing. Won't give up his, the thoughts of his ex. It's insane. And now he's and now he's here to drink, and loathe, and be miserable at Thanksgiving. Yo, get the wine ready for. Get get that Coach. shit ready. Mike, he kind of looks like an uncle, Mike McCarthy too. Coach an McCarthy, uncle vibe. going off the vino. I mean, he's definitely an uncle. Let's get that out there. You know what? Maybe he is. Maybe he is. He has to be an uncle. Um. All right. The next one we have here is the Yams, <laughs> which is like the low key MVP. Of the weekend, what? you know, it doesn't really get as much love as you I know. Think. I know Tim like came up, came up with the yams. You fuck with the yams on Thanksgiving? I always fuck with the yams. Let's go, Tim. That was the answer you had to say. You, know? <laughs> you just had to say that. He gave you a layup. Yo, sweet potatoes. I mean, the yams are the yams, but like the food yams. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, also, I also fuck with the yams in all senses. That's what yeah, I meant. Right, that's, why, that's why I took it out. Fuck with all the yams. Fuck with all the yams. I feel like people outside of New York have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Probably. What's the yams? That's the cheeks. That's the backside. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shorty fucks with got the yams. <laughs> <laughs> fucks, I fucks uh, with the yams. Uh, I, I fucks with the lamb. Who got the yams? What's your yam, bro? Oh, me? Yeah, oh, bitch. My yam's Derrick Henry. I'll tell you why. Oh, boy. Like Nick said, DeMarco Murray looks like a shot fighter. They got embarrassed against the Steelers on Thursday night. For some reason, Derrick Henry saw less snaps and less carries than he has in a long time in that game. Why? For what reason? He was running struggles around DeMarco Murray. It's time to get Derrick Henry back in the game. It's time to not only do that, it's time to hand this man the keys going forward. It's time to get an esta- a, 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 blah, a running game Hello? established out there in Tennessee because it's the only thing missing. 
in that pile of shit that is somehow 6-3 and three right now. They need to get some kind of resemblance of an identity. And I think this is the week that Derrick Henry takes hold, takes control, uh, steps up in a game against the Colts. That's a very good matchup for him. And I don't know. I like him. I think the Yams this week is Derrick Henry. Mm, the Yams. You know what the Yams is? Mm. It's more like the stuffing. Since they like to run the ball and play some defense. Ooh. Uh, the Jags. Jags getting out of Cleveland. And that disastrous weather and the disastrous game that they made it so close that, you know, they had a special uh, defensive touchdown on the strip sack to seal the deal. Um, they're going to Arizona now at 7-3. and three. And Arizona is looking shot, right? They got Blaine Gabbert back there now. And the Jaguars, on the other hand, are looking 8-3 and three square in the face. And that's division title-like numbers. You know, I'm mentioning a lot of teams that could make a run at the division title. Tim said that the Titans, right, they're on their heels. But the Jaguars have a very favorable matchup here. And no one's still talking about the Jags, I feel like, enough as they should be because of Blake Bortles. Right? It was like, ah, uh, everyone, every, first thing you hear the Jags, sure, you think of Fournette, you think of Bouye and those corners, Ramsey, the good defense, Clayus Campbell, leading the league in sacks. But everyone was like, oh, Blake Bortles, like, they got no shot. The Yams, the low-key come up. The Jaguars, bro. Eight and three. Mm. Watch out for the Jags. All right. What, um, you got, what you got, Nick? I'm going with uh, – I kind of changed it on you guys as, as we – I changed it right now because something <laughs> just popped up in my head. How is it not Tom Brady, yo? This guy's the truth. <laughs> Tommy and the Uggs. Tommy you haven't busted out the Uggs yet because it's not that cold in New England, but – this guy, by the way, on his bye week, just posts a picture on Instagram. It's just Giselle laying in the beach, and it's like sun's out. Just another high key flex from Tom Brady. Speaking like, about yeah, the, I'm the yams. Man. Yes. Yeah, like I got it. I got it all packed. I'm like one of the greatest of all time, and my wife's the elite. And uh, yeah, they just go into Mexico, and the crowd is chanting Brady, Brady, Brady. You know, yeah, like. 90,000 people in Azteca Stadium. And uh, he just put on a show once again. Him and Brandon Cooks firing on all cylinders. Uh, probably going to have a bye week once again. I know I'm not coming in hot with that hot take. But I think Brady's just Brady's the, the real deal, yo. I'm looking at his Instagram and I'm smiling way more than I should be. <laughs> are you going to sneak in at night and try and jerk him off? Jesus. You guys never seen Ted? Yeah, Ted. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. They they got got to see him. They've got a 1581. They're trying to jerk off Tom Brady again. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. And the last one is a second helping, which is no surprise on Thanksgiving. But the second helping right now is like a team that you need a second helping of. You need, you need to reassess. You don't know how you feel about them yet. There's a couple of food items out there. When, when I fill my plate, I'm like, yo, I need to go back to seconds. Oh, yeah. Because someone asked you, like, yo, was that good? I'm like, hold on. Let me go get some more of that. I'll tell you <laughs> one second. And for me, that's the Seattle Seahawks. And, and it's tough because we're recording on Monday. So they play the Falcons tonight. And then uh, that's a true test without, like I said earlier, Sherman and Chancellor out. And Earl Thomas is already dinged up. So this is the first time we're going to see the Seahawks without the Legion of Boom. And you add Byron Maxwell back into the fold. So they got that this week. Then they go on the road to the 49ers, which is a very winnable game. The winless, I mean, I'm sorry, one win. The one win 49ers over the Giants. Forgot about that. 
So if you get this win tonight, I know we're dropping tomorrow, so we'll find out. But if you get this win tonight, I need to see you again next week against the 49ers and weeks going forward without the Legion of Boom and how this defense is going to hold up. So I need some seconds and thirds of the Seattle Seahawks. Yo, boss, something very interesting about the Legion of Legion of Boom. And uh, I know we like to give a lot of credit to the quarterback always. And, you know, what? look, they are the most expensive player on the field. They control the ball. They have the ball in their hands the most. But check this out. When the Legion of Boom, all three of those guys, so we're talking uh, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, and Richard Sherman are on the field together. The Seahawks, going back to 2010, have won 78% of their games when all three are starting. When two of the three are missing, which is the likely scenario going forward the rest of the year, uh, they've won 35% of their games. So the Legion of Boom is everything they talk themselves up to be. And this is huge, man. And this is only going to add more to the plate of uh, Russell Wilson, Tim's boy. Now he got to really just like got to put up 50 points a game kind of thing. Yeah, I know they're gonna. They're asking more from Russell Wilson. Like, yo, tonight, yo, it, it's crazy, but tonight is one of the few, very few times this year so far that I wish we recorded this podcast on Tuesday because I feel like this this game is huge as far as the landscape of the NFC goes. For sure. Wait, yeah, tonight's game is going to be a a giant, a giant. I think I was gonna say dictator. That's not a thing, right? It no. dictates it, but it's not a dictator. Yeah, I don't think so. It's not a Kim Jong Un. Dictation? No. Yeah. It's Indication. a giant Indication. Indication? There you go. Indication. There you go. I knew there was a dick in there somewhere. Because one of these teams is going to fall off. And it could, it could easily be... <laughs> I'm proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another team that could easily fall off or come back. I, I think the Lions um, is a team I'm trying to get a second helping of. Uh, I, I kind of fell off the Lions bandwagon. I was on them to make the playoffs this year. And then I... As the year went on, I, I noticed their line play was very bad. But their line is healthy for the first time ever, and they played really well last game. And they put up a lot of points their past couple games. Marvin Jones has been the real deal. Matt Stafford looks good when he has time. He always has. So I think the Lions are that team that I'm trying to get a second helping of this Thursday. Uh, I mean, I'm, this Sunday, I'm trying to... This know, Thursday? Take, t- Thursday, excuse me. I'm trying to take it in. With uh, your really, turkey? Yeah, take, take it in some Lions with my turkey. Turkeys and lions and <laughs> Seahawks. Oh my! <laughs> Jesus. Um, Old dirty. Hey, Falcons up. Falcons I'm going up. back to the well. Boss Joey was about to body me too. Something crazy. Super. But I had to get. I know. I know you like those seconds and thirds. Be. Oh, hundred percent. You know, we have dropped a couple of lbs, but you know we're still trying to go back <laughs> for second and third. Listen, one day a year don't hurt. You know what I'm saying? Thanksgiving. I think that uh, another reason why I wish we were recording this on Tuesday so we could have more of what happened on this Monday Night Football game. I think this game is huge. I can't wait to watch it. But I think the Falcons, man, I think the Falcons, if they pull off this win here, they're an underdog going into Seattle. Uh, I really like the spot that the Falcons are in. I think Matt Ryan's going to have a big game here considering that, uh, you know, all the injuries to the Legion of Boom. But look. The Falcons have a lot of games left against division opponents. They still got two more games against the Saints. So they're actually playing on Thursday Night Football one game. I think it's uh, week 15 or 16. So that's going to be a doozy. (laughs) 
But uh, yeah, I think the Falcons going forward, man. Uh, I'm I'm liking what what I'm seeing. If they could get Freeman back healthy, uh, I think that this could be a team that could get to ten and six, and ten and six might be enough to get them that that wild card in the NFC. All right. Um, and to close out the show, we are going to give our Thanksgiving picks. The fuck are you doing? Taking your pants off? No, I'm just adjusting the, the nutsack. Jesus, this kid was about to. I got a big sack of nuts. Dick out. Um. Anyway, yeah, our picks this week are going to be the Thanksgiving game. So we have uh, Vikings-Lions. The line is two. Who are we taking? We'll go game by game here. You know what? I'm going to stay with the Vikings. I just think that the Vikings' strength play play against the the strengths of the, the Lions. I think that the Vikings, um, even though they're going on the road, uh, Defense travels, and so I'm going to go with the defense of the Vikings here. I think that it's too much. Uh, if they take away the passing game, the Lions don't have the running game to really fall back on, so I'm going to go with the Vikings in this one, minus two. I'm highly considering Detroit just because they've been tested so much these last two weeks, the Vikings, with the Rams and the Skins, but I'm going to lean Vikings here still, minus two. I think I think that, that kind of trap game scenario gets Also gets a short taken week, away. too. Short week, and it's it's a division team. On the know. road, it's those are always circled. Those division games on the road are always circled. I still think it's a tough, tough scenario for them. Nick, I'm, I'm taking the Lions. I like the Lions at home as an underdog. Um, you know, Case Keenum on the road against Matthew Stafford. Uh, I know the defense travels, but I'm going to take Matthew Stafford. Uh, winning record on Thanksgiving. Ooh, Matty Staff. Loves the turkey. Uh, I am also going to go Vikings, minus two. Uh, the next game we have is the Chargers and Cowboys. Pick them. Pick them. So, yeah. No line. I think like Nick said, this game has so much to do with injuries. And I think it's one in particular. And I'm going to go with the, I'm gonna go forward thinking that he's not going to play, Tyron Smith. And I think I'm going to go with the Chargers here. I think the Chargers are a team on the rise. The Cowboys are a team that's falling. Uh, I mentioned we. I talked about it earlier. Jerry Jones is a sideshow and a half, and that whole team has kind of become a sideshow. And Jason Garrett has proven time and time and again that if he doesn't have his full squad, he can't win. So I like the Chargers coming up, but uh, I'm not super confident about this game. I could definitely see the Chargers blowing it late. I'm going Dallas at home. Uh, they don't have to travel like we said earlier. They're three straight home. Well, coming off a home game too, so they get that extra day at home to rest instead of the travel day like San Diego has to go through. And uh, I don't know. They dropped two in a row. I think they bounce back here on Thanksgiving and get one. Nick? I'm going to take the Chargers. Uh, I don't think Tyron Smith is going to play. I think they get Sean Lee back. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I like this Chargers team going forward. So there's a big game in that pursuit of potentially winning that division, which sounds crazy, but it's possible. I am also going to take the Chargers. Um, Joe, I gotta say your your explanations have been extremely. I'm in-depth just. So you. Far. What am I gonna say after we just broke down these games and then you guys <laughs> talk that. before me? That's true. Um, <laughs> the fucking the next game we have is the Giants Redskins. You want me to start this one off? Sure, Joe. Here I'll start it off. Taking the Redskins minus seven and a half. The fact that this line seven and a half kind of boggles me. Why? Because the, the Chiefs were ten and a half and the Giants won out right. Yeah, I know. Thirty it's a, mile. It's an That's, anomaly. There were sixty mile power wind gusts yesterday. No, thirty. I was no. The gusts were sixty. The uh, I'm no lie. I was all, I was all walking right. down the street and I was so I was what? being blown. That's that's a giant 
difference. Tim was getting blown on the street. Tim sounds like an angry person that had the Chiefs yesterday. Yeah, he is. He's salty. Uh, uh, yo, yo, I, I want one good explanation on why that game turned out the way it was that wasn't wind. All right, 11 points. Nick had one still. before we started recording. Nick, say it now. I thought the, the Kareem Hunt. 18 yeah. touches for Kareem Hunt. I told I you how wind plays a factor in that, though. How? Yeah, but if it's windy, you want to run the ball with your running back. No? Yes, and that, but the defense also stacks the box. Whatever. But he's still in a game that didn't get out of hand for a running back that's not really game script dependent because he does catch out the backfield. I think that he was severely underutilized. All right, fine. So even if he was underutilized, the win still had a factor. Anyway, I'm taking the Redskins minus seven and a half. Yeah, I'm going Skins too, seven and a half. Like I said, they put up 31 and 30 against the Saints and Vikings respectively. So they see a, a weak, a weaker Giants offense coming into town. And I think they continue to put up high amount of points, maybe 28, 20, you know, somewhere in that range, 24, 28 points. And they hold to Giants, the Giants to 10 or 14. I'll take Washington as well. Joe, you're taking the Redskins? Yeah. Do I have the balls to pull the trigger here? Because I can make up ground on you guys because you guys all have the same picks, right? Not true. I took the Cowboys. You all took the Chargers. I have the same picks as Tim. Yeah. Which all right, sucks. so you're... You're destined for 0-3. So that means that <laughs> Says the guy looking up at me in the standings. Nah. That's right. I think I passed the, him this week. He didn't. No one did. Bro, you I had, had, a, I had an off week and I still stayed in second place. Nah. I'm 13-17-2. I have more. I uh, three. Sorry. I have more pushes. I would be profiting more I than have you four, if we're I'm, talking I have money. Four, I'm 14-17-1. I think I have 14 That's wins four. also. But anyway, no, I nice. think. Oh, man. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Redskins too. Yeah, I mean, dude, this team who's, who's scoring 30 points a game, uh, I can't see the Giants scoring 30 points. Scoring 20 points right now just seems like I don't know. The, the offense just I don't know. It, it just it doesn't look good. I I, I don't like the the Giants here. Uh, no one no one took the Giants, right? No, no one did. All right, good. So I can't lose ground in case they they don't cover. There you go. Um. Anyway, that is our Thanksgiving episode. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, Tim, where can they find you? At Tim Patrop on all social media outlets. Also, the Brodo Fantasy Forum is coming out a day early this week. We're going to record tomorrow instead of uh, Wednesday. So we're going to give you all the stuff about not only the Thursday games. We're going to do a double episode and give you the Sunday games as well. Uh, stay tuned for that. At Brodo Fantasy is the handle. Uh, hit us up for all your last-minute fantasy advice. That's it. Nick? LanVM10 on all social media. Uh, I put out a DFS episode strictly dedicated to the Thanksgiving slate. And, uh, yeah, check that out at Degeneration Bets. And, uh, yeah, enjoy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you idiots. <laughs> and uh, also all you guys that are listening, you're not idiots. You are uh, great people. We love you. Uh, boss? Endevito27 uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Joe Santagato or go follow all, all of us at Veterans Minimum. Our Instagram is Veterans underscore Minimum. And don't forget to check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Veterans Minimum. And that is it. Thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's do it again. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.